So guys, uh, Thread the Needle has its first ever sponsor, and that sponsor is Thrive Fantasy. What Thrive Fantasy is, it is a daily sports betting app, and it has a bunch of different player props. So for example, you could bet on if Giannis Antetokounmpo or if Kyrie Irving is going to get more points. There's going to be points associated to each player, and you, be, and you bet on which player you think will get the most points. Um, so the way it works is we have our promo code, which is NEEDLE, N-E-E-D-L-E, and the promo code is to be entered upon sign-up, and the bonus will be applied to the user's first deposit of minimum $10. So when you make your first deposit, first deposit of $10, they will match your $10 with $10. So guys, our promo code NEEDLE, N-E-E-D-L-E, check it out on Try Fantasy. Hey everyone, welcome back to Thread the Needle Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be recapping everything that happened in round one in the NHL playoffs and giving our previews for round two. Stay tuned. So guys, we're back. We have myself, we have Alex, we have Perry, and we have Nick here today joining us talking about hockey. Matt, what a first round of the NHL playoffs. Yeah, this uh, first round was really uh, upsetting in terms of like, you know, who passed and who uh, lost, but... Um... Yeah, no, it's it's a crazy round, that's for sure. Upset is definitely the right word to use, but uh, it was nothing uh, short of uh, very entertaining. Yeah, very exciting. First round of the playoffs. Exactly. I have to admit, uh, this first round, I'm pretty sure uh, a lot of people got their brackets wrong, including me. Yeah, including me too. All of us over here. But uh, yeah, no, it's just... uh, it's a crazy series. Yeah, and, so uh, that's what it is about the intro playoffs. So I think we should start off hot right away. We should start uh, Tampa and Columbus. Going into this on our last podcast, we spoke about hockey. Well, I said that Columbus was going to get swept four games, and it turns out it was the other way around. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, Alex? Most people did think uh, Tampa was going to sweep Columbus. Uh, I, you know, I thought Tampa in five, six. Like everybody else, right? Uh, who who had Columbus other than Columbus fans? So, <laughs> I mean, it's definitely the biggest upset we've seen in a long time. But uh, props to Columbus. I mean, uh, they played hard. They got under Tampa's skin. And, I mean, I, I feel like Tampa kind of lost themselves throughout that series more than, you know, Columbus just played that nasty playoff hockey. And I think it helped, too, that... Playoffs for them was like um, the final month of the NHL season because yeah. they were fighting for that last division card spot, wild card spot, I should say. Honestly, that's what I that's where I feel that Tampa went wrong. Um, the last, like you said, the last month of hockey, Tampa already clinched playoffs. So for them, the last month, last three weeks of hockey was more of a just trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And Columbus was already in that grind. Yeah, they were on cruise control. Tampa, yeah. Tampa, yeah. Yeah, that's why. Honestly, Tampa and Columbus... Um, yeah, I, nobody was expecting Tampa to lose in the first round. You know, everybody was expecting them to not only beat Columbus, but also, you know, win the Stanley Cup. A lot of people mm-hmm. chose them to win the Stanley Cup. So, yeah, definitely a big shock, big upset, especially that they got swept. But not only that, in game one, they were up 3 nothing. Yeah. Tampa Bay, and they lost. Exactly. I think that was a turning point. Uh, after that first game, like, you know, we thought, okay, Columbus did it once. They can't do it another three times to win the series, but... Yeah, they won the second game, and then they went back to Columbus with a two-zero lead. And after that, uh, yeah, so Columbus. So, what does this mean for Tampa moving forward? Like, does does Kucherov's season go like unnoticed now because of this? Uh, definitely not. I think despite what happened in the playoffs, I, I, everyone's gonna remember that they got kicked out the first round. But his season is still nonetheless a phenomenal story. 
I mean, to have someone get over 120 points and over 100 points is already phenomenal. You're you're averaging over a point per game, which is amazing in the NHL. You know, to do what he did this season is, you know, uh, what's the word to say? Phenomenal. But uh, by the fact that he got out first round, it definitely takes a dump on it. But mm -hmm. what he did in the season is still amazing. I mean, to do that, not many players have done it in the modern NHL. So exactly. I definitely think it will be remembered as a positive regular season. But, but just a the way failure, it ended, yeah. yeah, kind of a failure because yeah. everyone was expecting him to go all the way. That's it. Um, you know, in the NHL, there's two seasons. There's the regular season and the yeah. playoffs. So, you know, good for him. He did a lot in the regular season, but it sucked that he, he couldn't translate it to the, the playoffs. What really mattered. Yeah, exactly. When it really mattered, as, uh, along with the rest of the, his team that just, you know, didn't really show up compared to Columbus. At the end of the day, Columbus was hungrier to win that Yeah, game. exactly. And, um, you know, in the playoffs, hard work beats skill. Absolutely agree. So, moving on, now we're going to have Toronto-Boston. This... Like I also mentioned last year, uh, last podcast, I was going to go to seven games, and it did. That's not surprising. No. <laughs> uh, but at the end, I felt like Boston, throughout the whole series, I felt like they wanted it a bit more than Toronto. Yeah, well, Boston, uh, you know, with them, they they really gelled as a team throughout yeah. the whole year. And, uh, you know, they have four lines that could attack, and they also have a really solid defensive line with Tuka Rask. Meanwhile, Toronto, you know, they have a lot of defensive power, but their defense isn't the strongest. Jay Garner was injured. Um, you know, Freddie Anderson wasn't the best also. And so. Kadri got suspended. Yeah, Kadri got suspended. That's, you know, one centerman taken out. That's really mm -hmm. important for their team. So, yeah, they just, you know, it sucked that Toronto did this bad. Because even them, with the Tavares signing, we expected them to go far at the end of the year. But, yeah, it just sucked that uh, they couldn't do as much this year, especially against Boston. You know, Boston always wins against Toronto in the playoffs, it seems. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of disappointed that Toronto couldn't take this. Uh, it seemed like, yes, towards the end of the series, Boston was definitely the much better team. But, uh, you know, I feel like there's still no excuse for Toronto to kind of throw that to throw that series. I felt like the series was thrown a bit. You know, like, uh, they have all this skill and all this, you know, they have some good quality players. Uh, for sure, at the end of the series, Boston came together as a team. They gelled, granted, you know, they have a lot of skill as well. But Toronto had the series. So, you know, for them, they, they, you know, there's still a lot of things that they have to work on as much as they have their talented superstar players. Uh, I guess, you know, sh things shift in Toronto to uh, sign Mitch Marner. Uh, yeah. I know that's another topic altogether, but I hope they do because he's an important part of that team. So uh, we'll see what happens in Toronto. But uh, to say that it was a bad season, it wasn't. I mean, they showed a lot of positives, but obviously there's still a lot to work to work on because you know you could say yeah you know they got out of the first round but you still have to beat Boston if you want to be one of the top contenders in the East so that's what you got to do they didn't do it so I just feel like getting Tavares uh all Toronto fans and a lot of fans and people around the league thought that Toronto should have went further than they did last year and they ended up at the same spot yeah that's true so and they also ended up uh at the same spot Season-wise, I think they got maybe, I, I'm not sure if it was a, a couple points more than they did last year. Mm -hmm. So getting Tavares, did it help them? It did, but... It did, but it didn't. It did, yeah, it did, but it didn't. Because 
on the score sheet it didn't, but it did in terms of on paper, I guess. Yeah, uh, but it's just crazy. In terms how... of stats, season points, I mean, uh, and the standings, it like, doesn't like show. He, like but he for played the team, well. it definitely, yeah, it definitely shows his impact was definitely there. You know, so. Uh, it, it's just crazy how for Toronto, like getting Tavares, everyone thought that they were going to go further than they did. And they people thought the Islanders were going to do a lot worse than they did. And if you want to talk about the Islanders now, like, man, when they lost to Virus, I, I didn't think at all that they, they, make the playoffs. they were going to make the playoffs. Yeah, we um, all thought they were a bottom five team going into the season, that's for sure. And honestly, I, I feel like the fans of New York, I don't want to see the players, but I feel like the fans of New York felt that also. But I guess he was like, I don't want to use the word cancer, because maybe the cancer of the team. No, I don't think so. I think it was just... But then how do you get rid of such a good player and and still do better without him? I think, well, I, uh, I think what, what Perry said about the Bruins kind of factors into the Islanders. They kind of gelled as a team and they found a play style without John Tavares. You know, uh, that's what good teams do. You see that they're actually... What Islanders showed this season is that they're a depth team. They don't rely on one player to define the roster, which I find actually better than teams who the, the rely on maybe a Steven Stamkos or just a Kucherov. Mm-hmm. Other players need to step up to the plate, and that's what the Islanders did this year. By even beating Pittsburgh. So, for me, you know, beating uh, Sidney Crosby, Malkin, and, you know, uh, company. Yeah, for sure. You could go down the list. is phenomenal. You know, you look at the Islanders, they're not the most uh, seasoned playoff team. But they got to beat the most seasoned playoff teams. And not so only that, impressive. they swept them. Yeah, honestly, the Islanders, they really surprised me going to the season and also going to the playoffs. Even in the playoffs, I thought, okay, you know, the season would have been over with Pittsburgh. You know, you have Crosby Malkin. How could you, you know, the Islanders winning against them, especially sweeping them, would be really uh, surprising. But yeah, they just play um, a, a well, uh, just a really good uh, way, like with their whole team. And at the same time, like, you know, they just, they have the, like the the best forward line in hockey with Clutterbug, Matt Martin. Like you know, these guys they skate, they hit, they do everything they can to really wear down their team. And yeah, they're just they're really uh, relied on. Uh, like this is a pu- a great definition of of a team. Of, that just, uh, yeah, that, that just gels, and they don't rely on one guy to I, to to take over. I actually remember on the trade deadline episode, I said uh, I put the Islanders as losers. Uh, just because yeah, of the fact that they didn't make yeah, yeah. enough moves or any moves at the trade deadline. And I and I was worried that it wasn't enough for them to make a deep playoff push. But here they are, sweeping Pittsburgh in four. Uh, you know, they're down now in the series, but, yeah. you know, it's still very early. But just to say, you know, like, uh, the, they're a team that, very, that surprised me a lot this season. So uh, kudos to them. Hopefully uh, they keep it going. Yeah, now it's uh, Washington, Carolina. Also, even this was another upset. Honestly, almost every... Almost every series was another step <laughs> forward. But, uh, yeah, Carolina, even them, like, you know, their first playoff, the first time they go into a playoffs for a long time was, like, the longest yeah. drought in NHL. Like, you know, they're, they're the last team to yeah. actually go into the playoffs, I think, uh, before, ever since I won the Cup. Yeah, 2006. Yeah, exactly. So, even them, uh, with Justin Williams, great captain, he really shows a lot of leadership. Mr. Game 7. Yeah, Mr. Game 7, exactly. So, you know, they won in 7 versus Washington in Washington, which is really impressive. And even that, it's a, it was a series that, like, you know, if whoever played, like, you know, whichever arena, they would win uh, by a lot, you know, 5-0, 6-0. And, yeah, just uh, even Carolina, happy that thing in Carolina, they're, uh, the fans are really into it. And, 
yeah, they're just a really good team, just depth-wise. And in that seven-game series, they shut out Washington twice. So even Marazic has been having a hell of a series, yeah. well, a hell of a playoff run, actually. Exactly. So, you know, it's another goalie that we didn't expect him to be as good, just like Robin Leonard and Thomas Bryce, for example. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, Peter Marazic is another guy got acquired from Detroit and uh, really surprised. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on to the West, we have Dallas and Nashville. Like Perry said, another upset. Another upset. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, for me anyway, everyone thought Nashville, especially what they did at the deadline, you know, everyone thought they were going to obviously make a deep run. But obviously, the story of this playoffs, it's not what everyone thought. It's pretty much the opposite of what everyone thought. So Dallas makes it through. I'm actually very happy. I always liked Dallas's play style. I always thought they lacked a bit of depth. Obviously, they have Tyler Sagan, they have Jamie Ben, Heiskanen, they have Klingberg, Rajulov, Rajulov. The list goes down, you know, and obviously Ben Bishop and Nets. But I always thought that you know their depth was a little m- missing out, and that's where I thought Nashville would take the series over them. But God bless them; they did really well. They beat Nashville, and uh, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't think they'll beat St. Louis. But um, good for them. <laughs> yeah, honestly, one. One focal point was that um, Nashville's power play was horrible. Like, yeah. They didn't do anything at all in power play. And, you know, in the playoffs, you need these these special teams to, you know, really... Step up. Exactly, step up. And that's where the big difference is. So, yeah, just Nashville not scoring the power play really, um, really sucked for them. But other than that, you know, 5-on-5, five five, they were great. But, yeah, just, you know, 5-on-4, 5-on-3, they just couldn't do anything. And that was a big turning point. So, uh, kudos to Dallas. And, uh, you know, they're a really exciting team going forward. But, uh, yeah... That's uh, it's about it for that series, honestly. But yeah. for uh, Winnipeg and St. Louis, honestly, the, um, this was a series that um, you know everybody thought Winnipeg was gonna win because you know higher seed, uh, they were you know just on paper they're really stacked. But St. Louis really, um, you know, I'm not surprised that St. Louis won simply because of their second half of the season going into the playoffs. Yeah, this was a team that midway through the season they were last place in the league. That's it. And Jordan, uh, was Jordan Bennington. Benning, Bennington came in and stole the show. Exactly, and he, he continues stealing the show in the, in the playoffs. And yeah, I think he's the he's the future of uh, you know of the NHL in terms of goalies. This guy is so patient and so calm in that. He's very Carey Price like. Exactly. Very so confident as well. That's it. And you know, obviously, with St. Louis with their defense, they play really good defensively. But you know, it's with a goalie like that that's really calm, really patient, can see the puck well. It's hard to get a puck by him. So, you know, he's uh, he's the future of St. Louis goaltending, that's for sure. And uh, I'm just happy that, you know, St. Louis, they're doing really good, especially like, you know, Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko, just players that haven't really seen a lot of uh, playoff hockey. As for Winnipeg, St. Louis, I don't think everyone had Winnipeg. I don't think they were the clear favorites. Obviously, I think if you're a Canadian, you would have liked uh, Winnipeg to take it. But obviously, I think everybody knows that St. Louis is pretty much up there, despite the standings. Uh, and they obviously got hot towards the end of the season. Like you said, Alex, that poor start obviously had a lot of people wondering, you know, are they going to make the playoffs? But they recapped well at the end of the season. And, uh, you know, I, I was I was definitely surprised that uh, Winnipeg lost or disappointed, I should say. But, you know, like St. Louis has a great team. So it's not really an upset, so to speak. Just like you said, the players that they have in the defense, they have in that hot goalie. I mean, you can't really call it an upset. It's just, you know, they were they outclassed Winnipeg, so mm-hmm. to speak. Exactly. 
Yeah, going forward, uh, San Jose Vegas Golden Knights. A lot of controversy yeah. in this series. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, starting Wait. off, Martin Jones. Martin Jones really did horrible the first couple of games. Well, like we said, coming into the playoffs, he had the worst stats as a goalie. Yeah, uh, and it showed, like you said, the first couple of games. But somehow, some way, San Jose took it in Game Seven. Like you said, a big controversial call that led exactly. to. Uh, the, that third period run mm-hmm. from San Jose. Five-minute power play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Honestly, from your perspective, was that crushed check a five-minute power play? Or um, no. Honestly, um, it just bad, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, when if you look at face-offs, like, clearly, like any type of face-off, uh, the, the center that loses the face-off and that has to go check the defenseman, uh, you know, he has to get, he has to push the the, the other sentiment out of yeah. the way, right? So, just Joe Pafelski, uh, he wasn't well balanced, and so when Cody can push him, he lost balance, and then Paul Stastny ran into him, and yeah, he just fell in a really horrible spot. But yeah, I feel like because he got hurt, they made it worse. Exactly. So you know, because he got hurt, the ref saw the the ref saw the bleeding. He couldn't move on the ice, so. They really just warranted a, uh, the penalty of the injury and not the play itself. And, uh, you know, it really sucked because um, uh, San Jose fed off that, fed off that energy. And, um, yeah, they scored up four goals in uh, five minutes. So, yeah, it sucks for them. It sucks for uh, Golden Knights. But at the same time, you blew a 3-1 lead in the series. You, um, you blew a three-goal lead yeah. in the game seven. That was definitely not the reason why they lost. Yeah. You know, they, no, they no. obviously it was a... a, a a bunch of things, but yes, definitely that was not that was the cherry on top. Well, so. I feel like at the beginning, Vegas, like I don't know if I would go that was it San Jose had a poor start or was it Vegas or Vegas had a really good start because at the beginning, uh, that first line for Vegas mm-hmm. was was ripping it. They were leading the playoffs. Yeah, Mark Stone is still leading the playoffs yeah. with twelve points. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Stone has uh, six goals. I think Patrick had five. Uh, that first line was killing it that first couple of games. And then I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's they, like San Jose took over or was it Vegas just, they, they collapsed. Like, Well, look, I think that, um, you know, Vegas Golden Knights, they had that one line that was doing everything, that was scoring all the goals. Once San Jose took care of that line, um, you know, yeah, Marshall, Carlson, exactly. They really, uh, they couldn't do anything else at that point for Vegas. So, you know, um, Martin Jones started playing better. Uh, uh, the Golden Knights line was... Not scoring as many goals as they wanted to, or they could have in the past, like in the past games. So just all those factors, along with like you know, yeah, just not playing good in Game Seven and that controversial call, it really screwed them up. And uh, yeah, now San Jose in the second round. Completely agree. So uh, we're gonna make you take the next one, Gabriel. Speak about <laughs> your uh, beloved Colorado Avalanche versus Calgary. What happened there? Yeah, um, like everybody else. Uh, another upset. What do you mean? Yeah, another upset. I did not expect Colorado to win the series, let alone in five games. So, yeah, just um, I'm really happy for Colorado. But, uh, you know, I can speak for everybody when I say that uh, it was just a really upsetting series. You know, Calgary's Canadian team, you expect them to go far. They were actually predicted to go in the finals along with Tampa Bay. And, uh, yeah, they just lost in the first round. Um, I'm, I'm one reason why I'm not too surprised is that Calgary, yes, they have a lot of they had a good regular season, but almost all of that team didn't doesn't have a lot of playoff experience, and that's what really um, you know screwed them over in the. So you the think playoffs. Colorado has playoff experience with the team they have right now? Well, they went to the playoffs last year. Okay. So you know, just off that first round, I guess we say it's more than Calgary. 
as Nike on recently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think that uh, because of that experience and also like you know, Goudreau didn't do much, Monahan didn't do much. So, yeah, uh, that begs the the, the question. Like, uh, do you think Colorado stole the series, or Calgary just underperformed? Calgary underperformed, and McKinnon was just unstoppable. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, McKinnon is definitely. Uh, we were having this conversation earlier uh, in the week that uh, McKinnon's uh, top two easily, right behind McDavid in your eyes. Yeah, to- I say top three. Top three, okay. Yeah. Top three for me is definitely a clinch. He's, I think McKinnon right now is playing top three in the league, without yeah, a doubt. Especially definitely. when it comes to play. I'm talking overall playoffs, everything. Uh, the way he's playing right now, uh, he does it in the season. He's the man in the playoffs. Top three for me. Honestly, exactly. uh, the way he skates, the way he shoots, he moves. He really is one of the best players in the NHL right now. So exactly. right now, you, you were having, we have Colorado playing San Jose. Yes. Uh, the series right now is one that thinks San Jose. Do you feel that Colorado could somehow, some way, pull it off again? Against San Jose, um, it's it's very different compared to uh, Cal- uh, Calgary. So, like, you know, they have a lot of depth on forwards. They have a lot of depth on uh, defense with Carlson, Burns, Vlasic, Dylan, and the, the, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado just has to uh, make, take advantage of those opportunities, but I don't think that Colorado is going to make it through uh, past this playoffs, uh, past this round, because I just feel Have like some San Jose, faith in your uh, team. <laughs> I just feel like San Jose is hungrier than them, and uh, you know they have something to prove going forward. But what, do you, uh, what do you think Colorado has to do to beat San Jose? If you think they're the underdogs, the thing is, Perry said he thinks San Jose is hungrier. Um, I feel like Colorado is just as hungry. Look, they beat Calgary in five games. That, that shows hunger. Uh huh. So what they need to do is, honestly, I feel like they just need to continue playing their game. Look, okay, obviously now Colorado lost two games and San Jose lost three. No, they lost two. Yeah, they like lost th- this. Uh, I'm talking uh, playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. The whole playoffs. So, look, it's obviously difficult right now because the first two games are in San Jose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, just continue playing their game. Like the first game they had versus San Jose, they were up 2-1 and they blew the lead. I know it's not a big lead to blow, but, you know, you're, you're still up. Yeah, so, they, uh, they didn't do good in the second half of the game. And I just feel like, um, I don't know, just, I just feel like San Jose is going to be too much to handle for them. Because even with Calgary, like, you know, Calgary was having a lot of chances against Colorado and uh, they just couldn't finish. But I just feel like San Jose could finish a lot better than Calgary would. So you would say for Colorado to win this series, other than that first line, the first line has to stay hot. Colorado's famous first line were Ranton and McKinnon and uh, Landeskog. Yeah. Landeskog. Everyone else has to kind of contribute the series as exactly. well or else I, I agree I think San Jose is just too much depth on that team I uh, defense up front and what a hot goalie as well I mean it's uh, yeah yeah honestly it, it doesn't spell uh, wins for Colorado no I feel like San Jose is going to take this uh, but you never know you know it could go we've this, been wrong yeah this yeah, clearly <laughs> yeah, been this could easily go to six seven games um, but if, if San Jose played the way they ended this series versus Vegas I think they'll easily take this in maybe five games, six. Exactly, yeah, around those times. But, you know, at the same time, um, uh, even in the first round, everybody got their playoff predictions wrong. Yeah, so, uh, and it was so bad that NHL, you know, they came out with a bracket challenge and there was so many upset that they actually gave everybody a second chance for the second round going forward. Yeah, because for so, sure everyone's bracket got Yeah, exactly. So it just goes to show that, you know, anything could happen in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, just based off the players, based off the team, how they play, 
I just think that San Jose is going to throw, uh, it's going to win against Colorado. Right. Let's talk about the second series in the West. We have Dallas and St. Louis. Uh, my personal opinion in this series uh, should be good. Dallas is obviously a skilled team. St. Louis is a little bit more gritty. They also have skill as well. Both goalies are super hot right now. Bishop was nominated for the Vesna. Bennington, obviously, you could make a case for... Nominated for... Um, Calder. Calder. Calder, rookie of the year. You know, although I do think Peterson is going to take it, but Bennington had a fantastic yeah. season. Uh, and you know what? I think he's second. He's you know you could really make a you could make a, a case that you know it's between him and Peterson. So uh, my prediction on this series is I think St. Louis takes it. Uh, I think Dallas is in a little run for their money. Maybe a uh, St. Louis in six. Because right now this series is one one. Um, yeah, this I think could go easily to seven games. Could be for sure. Uh, and honestly, because the goalie matchup, like it, it's pretty even. So I feel like Dallas. I feel like Dallas could take this one. I feel like they have that that forward I think, depth. I think at this point, any any series could go either way. Yeah. For anyone, I think the you know like San Jose and Colorado is probably you would say San Jose. Uh, but you know, I, I think even like where you could say Boston Columbus is still pretty even as well. You know, like they went to overtime. And Columbus is still giving Boston a run for their money. So I think every series is kind of could go to seven or six. You know, like nothing is uh, is given right now. Exactly. Um, in the first round, obviously, it's all easier to make predictions and say all four or five, six games. But second round moving forward, especially in the playoffs, in the, in the NHL playoffs, every team's good at this point. Yeah. So it's just hard to really make a you know solid uh, prediction. But... No, just based off stats, based off players, based off how the team So, plays. who do you feel, Dallas or St. Louis? I say St. Louis just because they have amazing depth. Uh, Jordan Benton's amazing. Uh, yeah, just they, they play really good as a team. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like uh, with Dallas, I, maybe their Eagles could take over. So, maybe that could be a 4-4 point in the series. But, yeah, St. Louis going forward, that's for sure. So, uh, our first, well, not, not our first matchup in the East, but we're, we have New York Islanders and Carolina. Right now, it's, well, as of today, it's 2 nothing series, Carolina. Um, man, Carolina just continues to impress me. This team is, I didn't think they were built for the playoffs, but obviously I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And, man, to take a 2 nothing lead, the, where are they playing? They're playing in New York? Yeah, they're playing good in New York. Uh, you know, Islanders just won four in a row versus Pittsburgh, a really good team. Carolina just comes in and beat them twice in in New York. They played spoiler. Exactly. They, um, you know, I was watching their games and uh, I guess you could say it is boring hockey. Like, you know, Carolina really kept it simple. They really took the fans out of the game compared to when Islanders were playing Pittsburgh. You know, New York, like their arena was just like rocking. Uh, it was just amazing, the, the crowd experience. But Carolina just went in. They played really simple, boring hockey. And uh, they did whatever it took to uh, win the game. Both games were actually very uh, low scoring. First game one nothing overtime. Second game two one exactly. in favor of Carolina. So for sure, I think uh, you're right. Boring hockey. It's uh, but you know what? It's effective. It's working for Carolina. Exactly. And you know what? I, I think they're gonna make a little magical run. I feel uh, shades of 2006. Ooh. So uh, yeah. Oh shots. You know. But, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just like. Um, you know, as a as a team on the road, you don't you want to get the crowd out of it right away, for sure. Especially yeah. in the playoffs, exactly. So you know, you don't really count how you play as long as you just you know get the good, W, get the W, yeah, and uh, just get the crowd out of the way. So 
they really did a good job at that. And now they're going back to Carolina with a 2-0 series. Uh, I want to speak about goaltending in the series. Obviously, uh, you know, both games are super low scoring. Uh, what do you think about this Robin Leonard and Mrazek uh, matchup? Obviously, Mrazek now yeah, got injured. Yeah, he just today. got injured today. Uh, you were saying Curtis McElhaney is the backup. Yeah, exactly. And he turned uh, away 17 shots today. So do you think there's a little bit of hope for New York since Mrazek was obviously super hot? Uh, Leonard obviously is still hot. He uh, let in uh, three goals in total in two games, which is very good. It's one and a half average. Uh, so do you think the Islanders could take advantage of a backup coming in cold, not seeing too much time. What do you think? Could the New York Islanders turn around the series down yeah. to nothing? I think, I think they could. It's tough because they're going back to Carolina. If if this would have happened in New York, uh, yeah, this would have happened. Uh, if hold on, if it was vice versa, yeah. If uh, if Mrazek would have got injured at home, and then they were going back to New York, playing yeah. with a backup goalie in in uh, an away crowd. It's tough, but it's definitely tough. But I think if Carolina, uh, uh, well, obviously, sorry, if, if the Islanders really want it, they'll take it. It doesn't matter if you're home or away, you get the job done. It's playoffs, right? It doesn't matter if you're home or away, you just get the job done. So, but it's 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 difficult because as a backup coming in round two, up to nothing, like obviously, like you don't have that much uh, pressure, but you know the pressure's still there. Like you're up to nothing. If you lose this series, I think there's. You kidding me? I think there's a bunch of pressure on him. He's yeah, but up it, to nothing. He has, yeah, he has everything to lose. Yeah, you kidding me? The pressure's there, a hundred percent. There's, you know, like if they were down to nothing, it's like okay, there's no expectations. We're kind of, you know, the fans are probably ready, but now they're up to nothing. The fans are expecting them to close the series, so there's a lot of pressure on McAlaney. So hopefully, look, he's a veteran goalie. Uh, I feel like if you're a goalie, you need to be able to come in on these situations, especially if you're a backup. So hopefully he can handle the pressure. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. So what's your prediction here? Does Carolina take it or Islanders come back and win? I think, um, well, it all depends on how long Mrazic's out. Because yeah, we don't know exactly how exactly long he's out still for. New, but with Michelini, the thing with him is that he's either very hot or very cold. So it really depends on how you catch him. Uh, you know, he turned away 17 shots after not playing in a really long time because he was always on the bench because, you know, Mrazic took over. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, it really depends on Michelini. He could really save a team or destroy a team. So going forward, I think that, you know, the Islanders, especially in the third game, they have to win. It's a must win. So they're really going to come out and play hard. But um, I think Carolina is going to win in six just, just because they got a two-hole lead. Yeah. If you would have asked me who would have won at the beginning of this series, I think I would have leaned more towards New York Islanders just because of what they did with Pittsburgh. But, you know... I, down to nothing already to Carolina. Going back to Carolina. Going back to Carolina. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Like I said before, I see that Carolina 2006 in them. <laughs> I want them to win. I like them. But I want to see the Islanders make a little bit of, uh, you know, make, make the uh, Carolina Hurricanes run for their money. So yeah, uh, I would like to see the Islanders come back in the series. But honestly, for this series, Islanders of Carolina, they're both actually uh, talented teams, young. You know, Islanders have Barzal, Carolina have Ajo. So, you know, like, uh, I, I'm going to say Carolina, but I hope Islanders pick up a few games in uh, Carolina. And we forgot to mention before that it's the first time in NHL history, right, that it's all the top seeds of each division got knocked out first round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, all the top seeds besides San Jose. Actually, yeah, they I, the uh, actually speaking about that, I saw a tweet today. They were comparing the NHL and the NBA and the NBA playoffs. Oh, yeah. The East and the West, those are the top four teams that won. 
respectively. So there was no upsets whatsoever. Top four won. In the NHL, it's two, three, uh, sorry, it was two, five, seven, and eight, I believe. Yeah, exactly. And then it was two, five, uh, two, three, six, seven, or seven eight? and eight or something in the West. Yeah, just by, by conference. If you look out, I, I might have to refine the tweet, but essentially, a, the second seed after that it was all the lower case seeds in respective division uh conferences sorry so it just goes to show do you want to like change the format of the playoffs or do you think you know nba has a right or nba has a wrong and nhl has a right or do we have wrong like which one is kind of the one that has a right right now well, or are they both wrong so wait wait i think okay before we get into that because i have a lot to say about that we'll go over our last Two okay, teams, we'll over our last series which is Columbus and Boston. Um, you know, Columbus is obviously the, the 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 hotter team coming into this. They're obviously the more rested team. Mm-hmm. Um, the series right now is one one, I believe, right? Yeah. And uh, I I think Boston should take this, but again, Columbus has just they upset the Tampa Bay four nothing. So this could go either way, but I I really feel that Boston is going to win the series. I feel like Columbus is going to win the series because the thing with them is that, yes, they, they're, yeah, they're, they're, an eight, they, they're considered like an 8 seed, like a second wildcard spot. But if you look at their team, they're stacked. Like, you know, especially they, they got a lot of players from the from the trade deadline. So, you know, with this team on paper and, uh, you know, the past 10 games before going into the playoffs and obviously including the first round of playoffs, um, they, they, like, they, they went on a really impressive run. So, you know, they... They really gelled as a team. They really played good. And, uh, you know, Panarin is uh, just amazing. He's on a 16 point streak. Uh, Matt Duchesne obviously scored a big uh, overtime, goal, double overtime. So, yeah, I just really feel like uh, this team could actually win against Boston and even go to the Stanley Cup final. And they're really good. They're I really feel like impressive. they have a lot to play for just because uh, after the season, they have so many free agents that they're not going to be able to sign everyone. So it's it's now or never for Columbus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the GM of Columbus really, like, you know, they really, they really put themselves in a, you know, win-now situation with all these uh, trades and giving away draft picks and, you know, expiring contracts. So, yeah, they're just, um, they just hope that, you and, know, with all the trades and everything going on, that they could hopefully re-sign all these key players like Panarin, Duchesne, and Bobrovsky. But the thing is, if they try, if they re-sign Duchesne, they have to give Ottawa back a first-round pick. So I don't think they're going to re-sign Duchesne. Well, it all depends on if Duchesne wants to stay. Yeah, it's exactly. a whole other question. Yeah, that's it. But that's a question more for the off-season, <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. But uh, yeah, no, but just just with this team now, they're really impressive. And I really think that they're going to only win this series against Boston, even like six games max. Uh, when series against Boston and even go on to the Stanley Cup uh, Finals. Wow. And my prediction here, uh, obviously as a Montreal fan, I do not want to see Boston win. So I, I want to give it to Columbus. Uh, tied 1-1 right now. I mean, Columbus, uh, the way they have been playing, I think shocked the whole hockey world. You know, you could say that for so many of these teams that are in the second round, but especially Columbus. Uh, so, I mean, look, they are a good team. Uh, everyone's surprised, but they shouldn't be because they have, like Perry said, a great roster. So uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Columbus because that's the team I want to see win. But obviously, I think Boston because they're just a great team as well. So, but I, let me say Columbus in seven. We'll go with Columbus in seven. Okay. Wow. that's respectable. It's respectable. So we Boston got all, we got all our takes in for round two. 
So now going back to what to what Nick said. So just to reiterate on that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we have hockey's second round seeds by conference. So you're excluding uh, the wild card. Okay. You have the East, the second, the second seeded team, the fifth seeded team, the seventh, and the eighth seeded team made it. In the West, you have the second, the fifth, the sixth, and the eighth seeded team that made it into the second round. In basketball, like I said before, you have one to four both in the East and the West. So essentially what I, what I want your opinion on is who has a right and who has a wrong. A lot of people, like obviously Steven Stamkos even came out because he was asked, what do you think about the first round series being Toronto and Boston? Like those two teams in the season were top five in the NHL, I believe. Yeah, I think even at one point top three or four, but let's just say top five to get it right. Uh, and they face each other in the first round. So do you think the NHL has a right with the divisions and the wild card, or do you think the NBA has a right with the conferences, but they, you know, it's kind of, the NBA playoffs are kind of boring, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, who kind of, there was no upsets. You want to see some upsets, you know, so, yeah. you know, like when you're talking about upsets between a fourth and 15, that's not really an upset. Those are two teams that could have been either way. You, a team could have finished fifth, could have finished fourth, vice versa. So what do you guys think about that? Yeah, the thing. What do you think the, about the format? The thing with the NHL is that there's a lot of parity in the league. Like you know, a lot of teams are good in one way or another. Whereas you know, in NBA, it's either you're good or you're not. There's less of a skill gap. It, exactly, there's less of a skill gap compared to in the NHL. NHL. In, in the NHL, exactly. There's more of a skill gap in the NBA. Is what exactly. you're Okay. That's in the in the NBA, you could have a player that takes over the team. Okay. That propels you to the next level in hockey. You, Look, you have Connor McDavid, who's arguably, arguably the best player in the league, yeah. and his team. Then he made the and his team made the playoffs once since he was on that team. Yeah. So it's it's not the same as like the, the NBA. That's your point. Last year, LeBron took uh, the Cavs to the finals with the team he had, and now look at the Cavs. <laughs> look at Cleveland now. They got Cleveland yeah. with LeBron, and they didn't even. But then again, you know the Lakers didn't make it out of this year. But whatever, just for the example's sake. Uh, I, I okay, fine, but so do you think the NHL has a right like to see it? Like, just look at the teams out in the first round. Yeah, Tampa, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Washington, Nashville, Winnipeg, Vegas, and Calgary. Everybody thought Dowderman in the second round. So, what's to say? Like, should the Habs have had a chance versus Columbus to play uh, for like you know uh, like baseball does uh, one game series? Then they play the winner plays, you know, the top-seeded team. Like, what's the incentive of winning the President's Trophy? There is no incentive anymore because, essentially, the wildcard team is in playoff mode already because they're fighting for a spot. So the team in the President's Trophy, what's your prize for winning but, first place? But, but the thing you should is, get a bye? What, like what? Uh, a bye? I don't know about a bye. I'll answer this. The thing is that um, what, what the NHL should do in the regular season is instead of rewarding only two points for a win, they should reward three points for a regular season win, two points for an overtime or shootout win, and one time for a loss. One point for okay. a, a loss. Overtime loss. Overtime yes. shootout loss. Exactly, and zero for a regular yes. regular loss. Okay. So just the thing is that, like you know, in the first in the first sixty minutes of the hockey game, it'll be a lot more intense because the team wants the three points, and with these point gaps, you'll see who's better and who's worse. Because you know, for example, um, the team with the most wins. May you know, um, they might, might have not, to overtime exactly. Everybody. That's it, exactly. And 
That's so the thing. If, if you, you win a regulation, you should be uh, rewarded for it. Exactly. Because going into the playoffs, there's no three-on-three three overtime. Wait, what do you so, mean? Like um, things are like they should have three points for the regular season. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with that also. So that's the thing. So like, you know, it's a lot more intense during these games because, you know, teams do want three points. And, you know, maybe so like soccer. Exactly, and maybe there's maybe the NHL's teams their um, their points are more they're inflated just because they will go to overtime. They play three on three. They put the three best players on the ice. They score. They win. But and the, they still but get two it, points. Isn't that exciting to see in the season? Obviously, playoffs. Everyone loves to watch the playoffs because there's so much on the line. But in the season, where you know, eh, there's teams. Maybe the first place team is playing the last place team. Uh, you know, like. Whatever. Let's say that game goes to overtime. Isn't that a little bit more exciting seeing teams go into the shootout or seeing some three on three versus five on five play? But you can still have three on three, but just make, uh, just make them two point yeah, wins because went, went into overtime for sure. But I think the NHL likes the fact that games are going into overtime, games are going into shootout because it it adds a little flair to the game. Uh, I I mean I, I'm not saying I disagree with what Gabriel is saying, but I, I also think the NHL likes the fact that there's shootout and there's three on three. That's why they made these changes. Yeah. Uh, you know, so like it, it just sucks that teams incentive to do it all in 60 minutes. And it would definitely make things interesting in the standings. That's for sure. Towards the end. It's just weird. I know I'm talking about East and West now, but it's just weird how on the East side, Montreal Canadians didn't make their playoffs for 96 points. And you have uh, three teams in, or in the, West. in the West, three teams in the West that had lower than 96 points and made the playoffs. Yeah. Now, you could see that as a problem or you could just look at that well, as I, its own respective conference. So it begs the question, uh, people in NBA were saying, uh, should you just make overall standings? But then again, it's like there's so much travel. Why would you yeah. mix the travel? It, you know, there's so many ways you could chop it up and talk about. But I think down packed. I kind of miss the old one versus eight. Yeah. I don't like this wild card. I know they want to promote new rivalries, but it's, I feel like it's a bit to a disadvantage if you're all like, if Boston and New York, uh, sorry, Boston, and New York, Boston and Toronto are, you know, the top teams in the Atlantic division. Uh, why do they have to keep playing each other every f- first round? You know, it's like, uh, I, I just don't see it. I mean, like if Boston always beats Toronto, you know, sometimes you kind of need lady luck. And uh, if you could beat every other team but Boston, well, you know, like, why do you have to face Boston in the first round sort of thing? So, I, you know, like, I feel like uh, I'm not a fan of the wild card. But then again, there's the flip side, which yeah. is like the NBA, which then is just lopsided. you have no upsets. Yeah. yeah, super lopsided, right? But then again, like, it goes back to what you were saying, that what the players on the top four teams are different than the other, than the other bottom four teams in the NBA. Uh, of the of the conference, so you know, like uh, thing, I I just don't like the wild card story in in, in the NHL. The thing is, what you said with a buy, I feel like uh, when teams get a buy, let's see in football, are teams that you know are more than likely to win. I didn't mean buy to the second round. I meant oh, okay. you're doing, let's say the, the the people in the division. Let's say there's uh, Montreal and Columbus are fighting for the last spot. And you make them do like a play one like a uh, a do or die game to bring in. This year, I yeah, think those are a lot more than Montreal. Uh, 
For sure. The, the way Columbus was playing at the end, and Columbus even beat Montreal. Yeah, they actually yeah. smoked them. So no one could, I'm a Montreal fan, no one could convince me Montreal played better than Columbus at the last stretch of the season. No one. Columbus deserved it at 100%. But it begs the question, especially for maybe the West, should there be a, you know, like one game playoff or not? Uh, but I'm, I'm just not a fan of this wild card. Uh, I feel like it, it would be interesting to, to give it a try, but I don't think Gary Bettman's going to move on this game. Yeah. We're just talking to talk, yeah. obviously, but yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's a reality. One thing I just really hope that's gonna happen in the future is you know bring it back to the old playoff format, one to eight, Eastern Western Conference, and then uh, regular season three points for a regulation regu- regulation win, two points for an overtime shootout win, and one point for overtime shootout loss with a zero point regulation loss. I find that's the best way to move forward, and it'll just uh, you know it'll just. Make the standings a lot better and, and a lot sure, I guess you could say. Like, you know, it'll show who are the real teams, who are the teams that should be in the, the playoffs, and who are the teams that shouldn't be in the playoffs. So I really think that's the best way going forward. All right, everybody. That concludes this week's episode of Thread the Needle. We wish you all an amazing week, and we will be back with more episodes. So make sure to stay tuned and always follow our page on Instagram. Instagram, Twitter. Uh, follow us and like us on our on Anchor, where, where we post our podcast. Again, we're still trying to get on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's uh, a work in progress. Yeah, it's getting a bit complicated, but uh, we'll figure it out. Um, so, yeah, guys, have a great uh, rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Ciao, guys.